This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Thank you for listening to the FCS podcast with your hosts, Joe DeLeon and Sean Anderson. Here on the Believe Podcast Network, do you believe? Welcome back to the FCS Football Podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. As always, I am Jody Leon, and finally, I am being joined by, in person, by Sean Anderson. It's only been three months. Only. 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 Oh, my goodness. Hey, did you like, um, is this blaring in your headphones? Oh, uh, yes, it the is. Intro song. I forgot how loud <laughs> it is, is when we're in the recording studio. We're not on separate computers anymore in using our rinky dink little microphones. I'm just getting all red on the on the you levels are? here. Just just red. <laughs> um, I bumped it up. I, I bumped it up. Okay. <laughs> Gosh, you know it, do, it, it does sound good yeah. through the um through these. Uh, oh, did you like the uh, the love that you got in the um in the staircase when you walked in the Ranger Hall? What do you mean? Well, because they had our pictures in there along with everybody else. You know, from the. Uh, in the little collage of interns. Did, wait, actually? Are you, no, they didn't. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, who was in there? That we did? Um, Have you heard of Stone Freeman? I don't know who Stone Freeman is. Okay, well, he was up <laughs> on the wall. Uh, That's rough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe one day we'll I, get you know, on I that wall. I guess we're not important enough. I get, No, I, you know what I think it was? What? I think it was our internship photos were both the same. <laughs> and <laughs> and I th- they weren't us And I, I think we were just dressed down too much. <laughs> That's exactly what I oh, think it was. <laughs> But um, yeah, I guess I guess they are taking the right steps there to, to get some of the people, some of the power players, as it were, the proper recognition. Um, you ready for this transition? Yeah, go ahead. As the power players in the FCS are getting some recognition in the ah, top twenty-five list. Oh, there we go. I do enjoy that uh, transition. That? All right, all you know. All right, so <laughs> hitting our news to start off today's episode, like we typically do. Stats FCS released their top twenty-five rankings. And we're just going to take a quick conversation, discuss our thoughts on it. And there's some pretty distinct similarities. North Dakota State, number one, James Madison, two, South Dakota State, three, Eastern Washington, four, and UC Davis, five. You can fill in all the rest. But is there really anyone on here, Sean, that you're thinking is unworthy of where they're sitting right now? I Look, um... What's his name? Rusty got me in a little bit of, uh, of hot water last week, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anybody doesn't deserve to be on this list. <laughs> but I mean, obviously, when you're going with top 25 lists, you can rearrange five, uh, six through 25 in the honorable mentions any other way you want to. Especially within this uh, conference and division, anybody. I mean, Colgate's 13, Montana's Montana State 14. You could flip those up; nobody would have a problem. Mm-hmm. So 
you're asking me that question, it's it's tough to answer. Um, I mean, you see a lot of CAA teams on here. I have no problem with that. I see. I, I mean, you I, realistically shouldn't. There's a, the CAA has as many teams as it does for a reason, which is five, and then five also receiving votes. Right. It, it's a healthy mix of, of all the conferences. I, I think it's all pretty balanced. Yeah, I have no issue with it right now. Yeah, I think this one's a little bit more realistic than the Hero Sports one. Uh, the Hero Sports one was giving a little bit too much praise to some teams that were below 500 last season. Uh, the Citadel being one of them, right? Who really should had no business being in the top twenty-five. But you know, I'm I'm just looking at this. I think some of these fringe teams last year that didn't really put things together, like Montana, uh, Sam Houston State, um, you know, Elon. These teams that had some issues that held them from having a strong season. And there's valid reasoning why they're going to have a good year this year. I did not really see that reflected in the Hero Sports one, so I'm very content with how the Stats FCS one looks at this moment in time. As far as next bit of news, and as we like to say, we don't really like to talk about guys entering schools and and changing locations, but this is a very notable one, and it's an extenuating circumstance, is that DeAndre Francois, former Florida State quarterback, is now going to be a member of Hampton University. Um, He was removed from Florida State for issues stemming from a um, domestic violence-related situation. I don't know the complete full details of that. I just know that there was no arrest made. However, he still is eligible. He's now a graduate transfer. He has one more year left under him. Do you think that's a really big deal that they're able to pick up D'Andre Francois? I guess. I, I think it's a big deal because he's not at an FBS school. that they no one, yeah. no one up there wanted to take that risk but a fcs team i mean he's going to instantly enhance that uh program i mean immediately mm-hmm. that he's just going to make that kind of impact because he is a playmaker and we saw the potential he had at florida state even though he did not have um that good of an offensive line while he was there uh they which we saw from his injuries last little piece of news that we have that we're going to just quickly touch upon is that all-American Chris Terrell is sorry was dismissed from Central Arkansas for violating team rules. There are no specifics right now as to why he was removed from the team, but we obviously spoke about him last week because he is a very, very talented defensive end, one of the best in the country, and he's not going to be playing for a team this season. So that it's a shame to see a guy like him leave. Do you think that's impactful that you're losing a guy like that? It's the same thing as when you add Francois, the impact that it makes, even though it's a loss uh, in my eyes. You lose a, a star player or a really solid, talented player, then that's it's going to make a big impact on your team. What It would make a big impact on our team if we lost um, some of our players uh, that are at uh, Terrell's level. So yeah, I think it does. I, you know, I completely agree with you. I'm a bit curious as what he could have possibly done to not – be on the team right now violating team rules is a very broad thing maybe it's just something as simple as um you know he he was showing up late to meetings consistently something along those lines I don't know if you recall our freshman year but we had a player who was dismissed immediately because he was disrespectful to the equipment manager I don't know if you probably barely even remember that I don't even remember the guy's name I just I didn't even see the person I just remember somebody explaining to me that the uh the situation to coach Flem obviously addressed it so it could have been something along those lines it's a real shame that they end up losing Chris Terrell 
That being said, though, we're going to be transitioning into one of our final positional previews as the start of the 2019 FCS season is starting to get even closer now. And the second to last one we are doing is linebackers, Sean. We're going to be talking about the best linebackers in the country. It's a position group that frustrates Sean because he has to chase them all day during practice. Is that right? Well, I'm super fast and super athletic, yes. so I have no uh-huh. problem catching any of them. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> no, but <laughs> and, and now they're gone. Now they're gone for the big pop and the big joke. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, it's fine. Yeah. Listeners. We had a crowd. Yeah, the, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. all you need to know. Right. No, linebackers are, are fun to analyze. They're okay. fun. Yeah, I completely agree. There's a very diverse group that we have right here, and we're going to kick things off with the Butkiss Award watch list player, Dante Olson from Montana, six foot three, two thirty seven, tremendous size for a Mike linebacker. And last season, he had 151 total tackles, eleven tackles for loss, six sacks, two interceptions five pass defense, and three forced fumbles. None of those statistics are being overblown. He has them for a reason. He's an athletic freak playing in the middle of defenses. Great awareness is what you is exactly what you like to see from a good Mike linebacker to be able to understand things, see what's going on around him, and being able to re- react very, very quickly to things. Uh, very downhill. He's, he's been very quick to fill gaps. Very, very rangy, and I think that's a very underrated trait in linebackers that he's got very long arms he can cover a lot of distance really really quickly because he has those quick feet it's very tough to shake him and juke him out because he's going to be able to get a hand on you and he's strong enough to drag you down if that's the case in addition though overall he's just a very very smart guy prototypical Mike linebacker that you want and he really has that athletic ability to play uh, as a will linebacker or anywhere else if you do need him to. If I were to give an apt comparison, I think he's got Darius Leonard-type hype around oh. him. I think he could see a significant rise in, in draft potential. I, I was enamored in watching his tape. Interesting. Yep. Interesting, Joe. Now, I'm really impressed with Olsen's frame. And you know who else's frame I'm very impressed with? Yours? Of a, <laughs> <laughs> of a similar stature, uh, Jabril Cox. Linebacker from North Dakota State, six foot three, two hundred thirty-three pounds. Joe has already noted on the show, and we will note again that he could declare as a junior. He is that legit. Last year, he totaled ninety-one tackles, nine point five tackles for loss, seven passes defended, four sacks, and four interceptions. He has really good bend on blitzes. He comes like a bat out of hell. I mean, it just when you're going downhill, even if it's not after a quarterback, if it's on a bubble screen, and he's eight to ten yards away. He's going to get there as soon as you you could imagine that he could. It's really impressive to see his acceleration on the field. Uh, he can cover all parts of the field also. I mean, if he's coming from, say, he's playing a left outside linebacker, he could go all the way to the right, make a tackle on an outside zone play. It, it's just how, how dynamic of a tackler that he is. He's got really good hip rotation just in his movement. It's just something I was able to notice. Flies everywhere. Absolute stud. Yeah, Jabril Cox is easily one of the best draft prospects if we're talking from that angle. And it's very rare to see an FCS player being able to declare as a junior. Now up next, somebody that is not as athletic as the first two guys we talked about, and that's Jonas Griffith. Don't give me that, that, You're that a little hater. smirk. 
You're a hater. Also, you jumped on my last point that I had on. Oh, I didn't Jabril know you, Cox. you. You made it seem like we were. I was going to make something. No, I was going to make. One, I was going to make a comparison to who's on. No, go. What's I your was, comparison? I was going to say like Deion Jones or Casillas from the Giants. Okay. You know, very fast. Yes. Very mobile. Uh, able to cover. That's. That's who I would compare. Them okay, to. that's my fault. We haven't been in person in so long, so it's really hard to, you know, get that feel for the transitions. And we talked about this before that when we're not together, it's also hard to get a feel for the transitions because we can't see each other. <laughs> but but we're still not. You know, we don't have that level of uh, continuity as we typically. Whatever do. you seem yeah, you whatever. seem to have a nice little level of continuity with the camera guys before I got here. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'll we'll get we'll get this shot of me. We'll get another shot of me. Uh-huh. It'll be oh, awesome. You wanted to get moved so you can have better angle of YouTube. <laughs> no, no, no. Nice, I got my, nice uh, headphones oh, on. Oh, pardon oh, me. Put the nice pardon me for having for wanting to have my nice headphones. You could get the nice headphones, but you couldn't shave. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot my razor. <laughs> it's gonna be. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. What, what is that? What, what's that comparison? A bumper sticker on a Ferrari? Is that <laughs> what? That, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Lipstick on a pig. That Thanks. Kind of <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, going back to who who's up next on our list is Jonas Griffith from Indiana State. And I was talking to Sean about this earlier when we were going to our team stretch. And I was saying that I was really not that impressed with Jonas Griff- Griffith. And I was very disappointed because I wanted him to be this dominant force who's six foot four and 250 pounds playing in the middle of the Indiana State defense. However, in watching him... He's not really that fluid of a mover. He's kind of stiff. Um, His hips are just, again, not fluid. He doesn't transition very well. He is a very good tackler. He does sniff things out very, very well, as you would expect from a guy that racks up 132 tackles, 9.5 tackles for loss. But I just don't see that popping him. I don't see that ability to cover space very quickly. And watching him try and cover on pass plays, too, was just very questionable. Um, he didn't, again, he, no pop at him. It just didn't seem very, very fluid when he was trying to do things. Interesting. Interesting. Because he's he's almost like a, because now you got me thinking of making a comparison for everyone. I was going to ask, who he's got like him a, to? He's like got a heavier, like a, slower middle linebacker. No, he's got like a Jack Lambert frame, almost. Yeah. Like, Jack Lambert was like 6'5", yeah. 240. Yeah, yeah. Jonas Griffith, 6'4", 250. Yeah. I, it's it's kind of – I don't know if tall linebackers are uh, – like uh, who was the one uh, – Cameron Wimbley? Remember how he mm-hmm. he was? Like, I mean – Or Ben Derrick McKinney, 6'5". Right. I'm just trying, to, just trying to figure that out. Okay. They're, they're hard to figure out because – they're, yeah, they're tough. Um, You want me to get on to my next guy Yeah, here? go ahead, boss. All right. Boss. Boss, chief. No, no. I can't call you either. You can call guy, uh, <laughs> man. That just reminds me of of uh, Cruz calling Gresh uh, chief on the air during his <laughs> updates, and Gresh got all mad. <laughs> Did he get mad? Oh, no, like, I don't want. They, he, we don't need to. Get he stopped him right in the middle of his of his update. All right, keep going. Uh, Cam Gill, linebacker from Wagner, 6'3", 230 pounds. Last year, sixty one tackles. Joseph, am I reading this right? No, you're not. Twenty four tackles for loss. Twenty four tackles for loss. What is that like? Two a game. That's two a game, two tackles um, for loss a game. That's assuming he played eleven games. It well, might be, it well, might be more than that. Well, I'm chalking it up to twelve because yes. you know we're playing twelve this year. We yes. played eleven the last couple of years. Yeah, so we'll, we'll say two two tackles for loss a game, which is absurd. Thirteen and a half sacks last year, three forced fumbles. 
Uh, definitely, when you look at those stats, he's a very talented pass rusher. Rusher. He has all the tools to rush from depth and up close. So if he's going to sneak up on the line and let you know that he's coming, or you know, you, you if he's going to get close up in this formation, then he can he can rush effectively. Effectively, pardon me, from there. Or he can rush from depth, be able to bend really well, get past you, get the sack, or just disrupt the play in general. He's got quick feet, he's got strong hands, everything that you could ask for in someone that's going to get you 13 and a half sacks in a year and 24 tackles for loss. It's just the the combination that that breeds that kind of numbers. Yeah, he was easily the most productive linebacker as far as making plays behind the line of scrimmage. Very, very rare playmaking ability from Cam Gill. Right after him, though, is not as big as Zach Hall from Southeast Missouri State. Six foot two thirty eight. However, um, he had a hundred and sixty eight tackles, twelve tackles for loss, two sacks, four interceptions, six pass defense, two forced fumbles, and two fumble recoveries in two thousand and eighteen. In watching his play, I discovered he had a one handed pick, oh. and it wasn't like a you know like a one where you, you kind of reach out and grab it and then bring it in your body. This man dove, caught it with his fingertips, and then came to the ground with it. Did ESPN cover it? Uh, they did not. Well, then that's why we're doing this show. <laughs> that's why we are here. Uh, thank you for scooting back when you had decided <laughs> to yell. Because <laughs> if I didn't, it would have... You would have ruined the, everyone's ears. Ear, My ears. Earphone listeners would have yeah. been very upset. Like, Jesus. <laughs> you're in traffic. You're listening. You're like, oh, my God. <laughs> you see... Slam on the brakes again, on the highway. <laughs> again, the camera people had to leave by then. It would have... That's... Yeah. What are we doing? Are we just we're too creative for our own good? I think. Oh, man. <laughs> but overall, from the one-handed pick, you can tell though he's very, very athletic. He is not afraid to sell out for plays, as as you can say see from the pick. A, another trait that comes from that. Very sure tackler. Very, very hard hitter. Despite really not being that that big of a guy, but you like to see a six-foot linebacker carrying that much weight on his frame. I'm trying to think of like a good comparison for a shorter linebacker. Andre Blackett. <laughs> uh, potential um, Mike linebacker in your eye. No, the yeah. one uh, Saints li- Saints and Panthers linebacker. He was only like five ten or five eight or something like that. You're not talking about. Um, yes, I am. I think he passed away. A couple Sam of- Mills. Yes, he was five nine. I don't think I that's gotcha, a fair but, example. Okay, but how many yeah. other six foot linebackers are you gonna get to pull out of a hat? Uh, I was gonna go with Roquan Smith. I think is not bad, but I think Roquan Smith's a lot faster I than Roquan he is. Roquan Smith was like six two. No, he's only six foot. I'll look it up really quick. You're gonna look it up. Uh, but How what, about I look it up? This is your guy. No, okay, well, good. I was done talking about him, so why don't you, uh, why don't you continue you with the next okay, linebacker? I'll continue with the next linebacker. That's fine. All right. He's six one. Six one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I win. Uh, Christian Roseboom from South Dakota State, six foot two. Uh, not important uh, that he has flow. Yes, Joseph, it is. It's not. Is this why the one? Is, is this the guy that responded to you? Uh, no, that was a tight end. Oh, it's a tight so, end. So, oh, I get it. You're trying to work. The, you're trying to work all the guys. That, you're that trying good, to be the guy that likes the flow. If you have good hair, you need to be acknowledged. Then why didn't you give me Zach Hall? And why didn't you take Roseboom? Because I'm not going to give him up. Uh, for I want to make you uncomfortable. I'm not. You know, you have two people with good hair. I know. I'm going right? to crush you even worse next time <laughs> it comes around. Uh, last year, he had 105 tackles, 10 and a half tackles for loss, four passes defended, and three forced fumbles. Very stable on his feet, which is what you look for. A, uh, in a linebacker, not on the ground a lot. And if he is on the ground, he gets up really quickly. Ground is hot, ground is hot. That's what we have been uh, learning and hearing yes. from the defensive 
coaches all camp, and I know that's uh, being recited all across the country right now. He does a really good job of staying on his feet. Good balance for how fast he is. Um, six, he's got a really good frame. Just a, a really solid linebacker. Deserves to be on the list in every way. Um, I'm not putting the hair thing on, uh, deserving on the list, okay. but Joe okay. has his own reasons. Maybe we should have a list for best hair. Best hair? That would be a great off-season episode. Oh, I, I wouldn't, think I wouldn't that. mind that. I, but we, I think I'd like submissions for that. We could do like a superlative episode. Ooh. That's I'd like I a like superlative that, yeah. episode. But you know, if enough, if we get enough traction by then, yeah, 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 you know, I'd like to get best hair from the players, okay. or at least a, right. a football program sends in their team's best hair. We will decide <laughs> on it. That sounds good to Ooh, me. Ooh, I like that idea. If anyone has any ideas that's listening in, feel free to shoot Sean and I a DM at Joe DeLeon or at Sean Anderson sixty five. But on to our next player and another player that is a bit more of a pure pass rusher. And that's Adrian Hope from Furman, six foot one, an underwhelming two hundred and eighteen pounds. But last season he had thirty two <laughs> tackles, sixteen and a half sack, uh, tackles for loss, fifteen sacks, which actually led FCS last year, and five forced fumbles. When I when I I stumbled upon some of his tape, and I was actually able to watch some full games of his, and I was really trying to figure out one where he was on the field, and then once I realized something that they don't use him that much. So the next thing I had to figure out was, how does a guy like that, that is really a sub-package guy, goes in mostly on third down, or is and is also a little bit more rotational on earlier downs, how does he rack up an FCS best in sacks? And it's really just because he's a freak of an athlete, playing as a pass rusher, um, very, very good bend, very good at dipping his shoulder and getting past heavier, more top-heavy offensive tackles. But... The one thing in watching him, it just made me think that there's so much more that is desired from him. He was a redshirt freshman last year, so he has plenty of time to add more to that frame. But he needs to get heavier if he can be depended on more often. Um, and ultimately, that really just correlates with needing to be more effective against the run. 32 tackles is very underwhelming for a linebacker. Right. I think they're going to probably use him more as a drop-back linebacker than they were just using him as a stand-up pass rusher. And at the end of the day, it all really comes down to if he can add a little bit more weight. Completely agreed. He's the... um, It's kind of what you would hope... What's the guy on the Bears that came from Georgia? Leonard Floyd. Leonard Floyd. What Leonard Floyd uh, could have done. He came in really Mm -hmm. skinny, really skinny, but... And he bulked up, and now he's a great pass rusher. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, My next linebacker... Uh, Fordham linebacker Glenn Cunningham. Now, Joseph, look at this picture for me. I, I'll agree with you on this one. I like. Well, do you remember I like we his, talked about? We his have. Hair. I, yeah. we, I, I'm sorry, I forgot. And we did the same he exact thing. About, we pulled up the picture. You and talk you about said, a wow, lot. I'm of hair. enamored I, by his hair. I'm yeah. not enamored. I'm just saying it's pretty good uh, because it looks like it, it just looks like a good football player's hair. I'll give it to him. That that's worthy of being uh, noted on in this reasons as to why he's a top linebacker. Okay. Six foot two, two twenty six, ninety two tackles last year, twenty point five tackles for losses, one interception, three passes defended, three sacks. He does everything for Fordham on the defensive side. And now that I'm starting to remember that we covered him, it's starting to all come back. We've covered him. He is phenomenal. He just does it all for that defense. He has a very strong downhill presence obviously with the amount of tackles and tackles for losses that he amasses he obviously three passes defended he's a better run stopper than he is uh coverage man but doesn't 
necessarily tell the whole tale of his covering abilities. He's a really good athlete. You just see a lot of positives from uh, Cunningham from Fordham. Next up, and another JMU defender makes his way on this list, Dimitri Holloway, who is six foot two, two 214 pounds. Last season he had 127 tackles, 11 tackles for loss. Uh, did not register a single sack, but he also did have two pass defended and two forced fumbles. Easily the fastest guy on this list, I would say. That obviously comes with a bit of an asterisk next to it because he is the lightest true linebacker on this list. He is really what you're looking for in a wheel linebacker. He's not as big as you need in a mic. Very fast, can cover from sideline to sideline. If he is on the weak side of the play on the opposite end, he can track the ball and make his way towards making a play if need be. Despite only being about like 214 pounds, like I said, he looked like he was playing at a little bit lighter than that. He's not that bad at taking on blocks, but he needs to add some more weight if he wants to be more consistent at that. But overall, I love his coverage abilities. Very good at opening his hips and getting back into his zone, or, or if he needs to cover a running back or a tight end, he's very good at that as well. I, I was watching, in watching him, it just kind of made me think, would a guy with a build like this and these types of traits, would he be a bit more effective as a safety? And I think that maybe not for JMU, but if he did want to keep playing, if he made that transition, he would be an effective sub-package guy in in obvious passing situations. It would almost be like uh, Kamal Ishmael for yes. Atlanta, or who's the um, the Redskins safety linebacker that quit and threw a big fit on Twitter, uh, drafted in like the first round or second round. Um, uh, it's safety, the, um, goodness gracious. And he's with the Broncos right now. Yes. Um, he was. He went to USC. I'm blanking on his name. My comparison, though, I was going to say Shaq Thompson ah, is a very good one because that's better. That's better. He's a smaller linebacker. They use him as an outside linebacker. Obviously, Holloway is a inside linebacker, but they also use him as a safety as well. And, and he's the perfect build for that. And he's a, a modern day linebacker that is very effective against passing uh, offenses. I found it, by the way. Sua Cravens. Sua Cravens. That's yeah. who it is. Yeah, that's what I... He wasn't a first-round pick. He was like a, a second, second round. Of, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Scott McLuhan drafted him. Last linebacker <laughs> on our list, Justin Swift, linebacker from Southeast Missouri. Six feet tall, 229 pounds. Joe, if you wouldn't mind typing, your name comes up right over the numbers. <laughs> Amassed 114 tackles, 15 tackles for loss. Eight and a half sacks, four interceptions, ten passes defended, and four forced fumbles. Now, Joe, if you wouldn't mind, direct your attention to this photo of Justin Swift. Justin Swift. Okay. You see him? Yes. Now, he is deceivingly good in coverage from that photo that you see. He looks more of a middle linebacker, run stopper, going to blow everything up. But he's just so athletic, he can cover anybody. You see that. He just finds the ball. He follows the ball. That's what he does. That's what he can do. He's someone consider him undersized, six feet tall, two thirty. I get it. But if you make the amount of plays that he's making, and you can obviously cover everybody with the numbers that he's putting up in the coverage game, mm-hmm. and rush the quarterback, eight and a half sacks, and just get vertical. Are you kidding me? Yeah, this dude's a stud. Very, very excited about Swift. It, it's scary, also, the fact that he is playing. With Zach Hall. Right. That linebacking core, without a doubt, is the best in the country. If we were doing episodes detailing the best position groups, um, 
they would be at the top of it, without a doubt, considering that they have two guys that have over 110 tackles. That's unheard of. And one guy that has over 160. It's just it's mind-blowing right. that, that you can have two guys that can rack up that many plays. Now, the last thing that we have is our typical fan interaction and oh. questions that we have. We have one question, but um, they requested anonymity. I can't say that right. <laughs> they want to remain yeah, anonymous. He, they yeah, want yeah. to know, Sean, how are you feeling today? How am I feeling today? Yes. Um, okay, so we had two practices in helmets, and then we had two practices in uppers, and then we had one practice in full. Within that span, we had three run-throughs and two lifts, and then today is our off day that we're recording on August the or August seventh. So yeah. it's been, um, I don't know. How do you want to? How should I put it lightly to to show that I'm still enjoying football, but I feel like I, my body's breaking down. <laughs> how do I? How do I accentuate that I'm having fun just, and I, I like it, <laughs> but everything hurts. <laughs> I think that's anybody that, that just, plays the game. <laughs> I mean, Joe, have I been very polite with you throughout the week? No. No. Uh, since day one, no. <laughs> I came in, first time I saw Sean in three months, I came into his, his room that he's sharing with uh, starting guard Kevin Lawrence. Tackle. Tackle, sorry, Kevin Lawrence. And uh, he, he was just like, why are you in here? And then I'm, I was like, oh, where's your TV? And you're like, why would I have my TV? It wasn't a very uh, polite conversation. Uh, and then I also asked if he wanted to get lunch with me, and he said no. Um, he wasn't feeling well, <laughs> which I know was a lie. I'm in four places, Joe. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I wasn't feeling well. Um, uh-huh. I'm in four places here. I'm in my bed in the dorms. I'm eating at the dining hall. I'm in the training room, or I'm practice, or I'm, I'm whatever <laughs> wherever the football team is. That's so. I can it, guess which one you're in the in in the most. Where am I? The dining hall. No. <laughs> No, 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 because I figured out the tricks. You can't spend a long time in the dining hall or else you're going to get short naps and you're going to become irritable. You should, yeah. yeah. Quick meals ensures long naps, better rest. You're set. Yeah, you used to spend some long trips in the dining halls. God. I, okay, Mr. Four Patty. <laughs> what do you, screw off. We don't, <laughs> we don't, uh, oh, but I did, uh, to the, uh, to the writer, uh, in of the question, I did get to watch a movie last night, which oh, I was happy you watch? about. I watched Burn After Reading. For the first time, remarkable flick by the Coen Brothers. Wow, I'm trying to think. Brad if I Pitt, that. George Clooney, a CIA I, movie. I think I did. I, I vaguely remember. It's if I very did. good. So, wait, wait, you know, I don't mean to get a little bit too off track here before we close things out. Did you get the chance to see? Um, oh my God, I'm blanking on the name. The new. Well, t- Once Upon a Time no, in I Hollywood. Didn't. You haven't had the chance to see that. No, have you? I did. It's incredible. When did you go? I went right before camp. I had to go see it. I really wanted to Why go see it. Why didn't you text me? I t- we said, hey, how about we go to the movie? <laughs> Did we? I didn't get a text that night, Joe. I didn't Joe. tell you. Now I'm backing up for the microphone. When did we have that conversation? Hey, well, if you want to do something, me and Brooke might go to a movie. I didn't say or that. Or we can go see that new Tarantino movie. I didn't say No, no, no. I didn't say that. I said You were the one asked if we want to get dinner. That was what you said. I was seeing I what remember. you were doing, where you were. I don't remember. And then I get the, I get every day blends into it. That felt like silence. that felt like a month ago, and that was last week. Oh my gosh! Oh, also the first day where we came up and we had the conditioning test, and then we had a run through, and then mm-hmm. we had a practice. It felt like three days. It felt yeah, like three. That's I, when I was going to bed that night. I was like, hey, man, 
that, that conditioning test was hard a couple days ago. And then I realized it was <laughs> this morning. Uh, that, that That's the most accurate way to explain what it's like to go through training camp. And then we got people emailing us in the middle of camp that might <laughs> that may or may not understand how camp works. And they want us to come up here and do a video promotion, which we're happy to do. But now we have to fill out paperwork with compliance, which we haven't had to do before. Mm-hmm. But now somebody has to get out of a meeting. And now we're, we're dealing oh, with oh, other you, camera the people. Was canceled, and too. Now, yeah, the, the, the special just, meeting was canceled. So now me and Joe are dealing with a whole bunch of paperwork yeah. for no good reason because now we're asking for permission instead of begging for like, forgiveness. You think, you think we know because, how to read? We yeah. can't fill out that paperwork. <laughs> I don't know what it means. I yeah, don't no, know. I, you I, know what? He, come get yeah. us. Just come get us. That's fine. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I get it. He, <laughs> somebody yeah. doesn't know how you know how busy we are yeah. and what we're doing. So he just thinks that we could just spring on up here and do the and do the show. This is <laughs> so off the rails. But like you're saying, like come get us. But like a week ago, Shane, the director of uh, sports information here, was like. He was praising us for how we're positively representing the school. You're, right. you're calling out the NCAA. <laughs> like, if we're violent, some come get us. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Kingston, Rhode Island. <laughs> no, it's just I'm, it was, it's been stressful since last night and having to schedule the camera people yeah. and having to deal with uh, you're not replying all to, to everything. He said that? Yeah, he said that. All right. I, I just I get it. I'm trying my hardest here. Yeah. I'm trying to schedule everything. I'm tired as a dog. Yeah. Let's just tr- let's. I need yeah. I need my partner who's a specialist to take some initiative. I was I was gonna email him, but you, you, you're the one who did. Oh. It. All right. That is gonna be it for us. Very much off the rails on our first time back together. Don't know what you else would expect from us, folks. But we'll try and get a couple more episodes during training camp. Um, we'll see about our availability. We'll definitely have a show every week. But we'll see what we can do for time. There's a potential transition, though, once the season starts to a... I'm thinking Wednesday episodes makes the most sense. I think I'm most free on Wednesday also. Yeah. Because I got a long class on Tuesday, Thursday, I think. I don't know. We'll figure... We'll let we'll, you all know. Uh, yeah, right? we're, we're going to... We'll make a social media announcement. But I'm just thinking from a, a logical standpoint is that the games are going to end on Saturday. Yeah. We have to watch a little bit of tape yeah. on... Some of those games to get a you know some turnover and some good analysis. Wednesday makes the most sense, and then also it's in the middle of the week, so then we can talk about the stuff coming up. Right. So, so quick recap, yeah. quick preview, just like we did with the old, uh, the original rendition of Get to the Point. Yes, yes, okay. that was how we used to do it. And then maybe once Sean and I are done with football, we can do two episodes a week. But that's all depending on. If our listeners, those that are tuning in, if, if that's something you'd want, we can definitely do it. But at the moment, being realistic, Sean and I do not have that kind of time. And I know yeah. you're sitting there like, hey, you losers, it takes uh, 30 minutes to record. It doesn't. No, it takes- We're working our hardest. Yeah. It takes an hour <laughs> by the time you set up and do everything, plus the other hour and a half to two hours you spend just doing notes. Right. So- It's just- <laughs> <laughs> uh. We go get dinner. Yes, I'm okay. hungry. I'm starving. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening in, folks. Sean and I are going to go eat dinner. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at SeanAnderson65 and at Joe DeLeon, D-E-L-E-O-N-E. Also, check us out wherever you can find a podcast. That is Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and also on at Believe, B-L-E-A-V, 
Dot-com. Make sure you check out some of their other shows as well. Uh, we have had a few ratings here and there, but please, oh. we... Uh, I don't know if we have any more since hashtag Jumpman, but okay. please give us some feedback if you are a consistent listener. We would love to hear. It. E- again, we say this all the time. If you want to tell us we suck, gladly. I, I would love to hear. If Why you would think you we leave suck. with that? I always we, let me <laughs> let me handle the review stuff because I yeah go I, ahead. You let me handle. If you think we're good, let us know. That doesn't. It, it just helps us. You know, stay on track of what we're doing. It also if you, know, may, you know, like when we're having a bad day, we're like, oh, someone said something nice to me today. I just asked if I could do it. Go ahead. End the show. End end the show. (laughs) Have a wonderful rest of your day, folks. (laughs) This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save